Hello everybody. Today is November 27th, 2021. It's a Saturday and I'm going to be reading a piece that I made specifically to perform last night at Ace Hotel. It's sort of like a continuation wrap-up piece for my poetry album Exodus. Um, and I hope y'all like it. I'm recording this for people who missed the show and wanted to hear it or people who did come to the show and just wanted to be able to listen to it again. This poem slash short story is dedicated to my sisters and they know who they are. I love y'all and thank y'all for aiding me on my journeys. Three rivers for three venerated sisters. Older than their own memories, their waters carried life to people, stolen, broken, sold, and soaked by a foreign river. Not bearing the departure, they gathered water and wind and crossed the ocean in pursuit, weeping, raging, and thrashing in their wake, giving up memory for their people's sake. So much at stake, they turned flesh and submitted themselves to test to endure. Perhaps one day they'd all pass, allowed passage back across the big water, where the three sisters would flow through the lands of their mothers, sisters, and daughters. They watched their people change, break, and chase identities not their own. They fought their own manipulated psyches, commodifying their wombs for survival, asking, what is a devil, if not a false idol within oneself? The rejection of real wealth for the pursuit of fortune by any means. So afraid to lose that one might take without consent. Poisoning and damming up rivers. Denouncing the sun. Inducing shivering and quivering and traumatized weakness. Rendering each other speechless. Spirituality robbed of sovereignty. The three sisters, subdued, used, abused, forgotten. Begin to see themselves again. Vanquish the chains of sin. See themselves as more than just women seeking to return to Adam's rib. Their hands meant for more than rocking cribs and raising up all but themselves. They look to their shelves of medicine and administer what's been taken. Awakened are the memories rushing like the flood of those old mother water. Mother, daughter, sister waters and crystal clarity pours, spills over the scarred form as the healing fills up the surface. Water fills the voids left deep, wide, barren by middle passage. There is a sunbathed land carved by intertwining delta bayous, solid soil held steady by the grace of wide oaks, civilization sustained by the strength of the melanated feminine's insistence to exist, persist, Resist and insist upon reclaiming her own salvation when it is clear no one will give it to her. The three sisters call the swamp home, but they remember and yearn for their own deltas. Egypt's sister, no longer adequate shelter, the air too subdued, hazy, lazy, comfortable, too stable, too enabling. The three sisters who followed their people across the water find their purpose not so clear. Water muddied by fear and years of tears anguished by solitude continually unremedied. One sister, Sister Blue as she is called for now, prays to Jah Most High, wiping tears from her eyes, no longer asking why she does not have. She speaks to God only what she seeks to give, but let it be in freedom. Health, wealth, may her soul's clarity be ever more felt. 
She asks for freedom, for exodus. She is ready as ever, as the ghosts of her past have been left behind, purged by incense and the upholding of boundaries, her temple fortified, her mind cleansed of its doubts, and her lineage given clearance to move ahead. She looks to the sky and she calls forth the water. Sister Blue did not fear the booming of thunder. Its vibrations invigorated her. She stood boldly before the lightning, humidity building up, the static stimulation of the rolling clouds, heavy with the gray of collected experiences, gathered memories, lessons learned within the bounds of fasting, strategic chastity, patiently discerning the moment when she would hear God speak through elements, repetition of numbers, the presence of the wild manifesting consistently in her otherwise urban dimension. She felt the touch of a veil unseen, an unwinding of a matrix, portals opened by the sun at dawn and dusk. She trusted her senses to tell her what was coming. A clap of thunder and the crash of lightning manifested a form before her which she had long forgotten, but upon seeing her, remembered instantly the intensity of her sister, dressed in red, black, indigo, and bone ivory. She was the one who summoned the winds, poured the rains, feared not the pain of shackled chains, her electric rage strong enough to break them from her wrist. She told Sister Blue, I was flying past and saw you down here beneath your sycamore, praying beneath the passing of the sun and the moon many days. I waited until Jah Most High said you were ready. It seems you are. Have you healed your scars, mapped your stars, won your wars, passed the trials and evolved your form? Sister Blue inhaled what she was about to leave behind, and Oya, the sister, was called, read behind Sister Blue's eyes and said, What remains here must stay here, for you have burned the incense and cleansed with your tears. Do not remain, waiting in fear of losing what already does not belong to you. In this delta, you will no longer know home. If you remain here, you will grow old and withered, stagnant and alone. You've been shown the truth, clear with the washing of rain. Do not be blinded by your pain and rendered lame. She reached out her hand. Come with me, beloved sister. It's time you learn the power of your name. Sister Blue took Oya's hand, and they flew into the sky, which she knew to be home, passed by until it could be seen no more. She stopped, looking back, only forward, to the sound of a river rushing toward a purpose not yet seen, but she could sense all she was meant to be as Oya descended from the sky, bringing her to the edge of a river, flowing, growing, showing, knowing with ancient speed. Filled with gathered sediments, stories of its past feeding life, the pulse of the delta was heard in the river's breath, and Sister Blue imagined its depths. Oya's thundering clouds cleared, and the sun, golden and vibrant with holy fire, appeared, reflecting diamonds across the water's surface. Oya spoke. Some people only see the beauty of the river when it is clear to see through to its bottom is to know it. I'm sorry. Let me repeat that. Some people only see the beauty of the river when it is clear. To see through to its bottom is to know it and dive in head first. No need for caution. But the river here is rich with the nutrients of the earth gathered from its birthing from the sky and the sea. This water carries life, memory, energy. It is not meant to be understood, only respected. Its floods unsubdued. We are healing sisters. Our waters are meant to be shared. 
but we can do nothing for those who fear the storm, who shrink before the rush, nothing for those who simply want to watch our rivers. We can only heal those who know how or seek to learn to swim, dive in. Sister Blue looked at her sister, realizing suddenly that she'd been given a command. I cannot see beneath, and the current is too strong. I'll drown. Oya laughed. Sister, do you think I've come all this way to let you perish? I thought your courage was found beneath the sycamore. Shall we turn around? The way Oya asked the question triggered a quiet knowing in Sister Blue's spirit. Suddenly she understood, just as she did with the coming and passing of the kind men in their cycled ways. She'd been here before, tested for sure. Something told her, though, that she would not be presented before this test again. This hill would be the beginning or it would be the end. She didn't know where the strength came from, but she jumped into the river and felt her body propelled by the current, racing toward destiny, shocked by the chill of the water, seeing her sister flying in pace, vulnerable as the river carried her on her way. Where is it taking me? Sister Blue asked. And Oya said, it is not for me to say, but it will be revealed in time. Keep an open mind. You never know what you'll find. Remember to stay kind. And with that, her sister rose high into the sky and went away. And Sister Blue grew afraid again. The anxieties induced by the brown of the unclear river sinking in. She prayed for freedom, but the rocky rush of water had not been what she'd meant. Her mind convinced her there were monsters, water demons, who would pull her beneath. She saw a branch in the river and grabbed a hold of it. Her journey interrupted. What are you doing, sister? Sister Blue heard the voice and looked around to find its source, but saw no one. I am afraid of this rough water and what lurks under me. Sister Blue looked to where the diamonds shimmered across the water's surface. Risen was a woman in gold, emerald, and mahogany. She smiled at Sister Blue and proclaimed herself, Oshun. Sister, don't you have more faith than that? The river's track is set. You're on your way. The water is quick. Yes, the current is strong. Your body is indeed submerged and you cannot see what is below. But I challenge you to trust me. Do not rush me to stimulate your sense of security. You're not knowing the way my water is cleansing, growing, baptizing. You fear the rush of water, but your head remains above. Your lungs are clear with Oya's air. You'd see that if you just stop and breathe, believe. Your memory certainly is subdued. I never knew you to feel water's embrace. What happened to put such fear on your face? Sister Blue looked at her sister and found more memory returning, finding a subduction of yearning, replaced by learning gathered from the crystal eyes of her sister. She never imagined she'd find the kind of love manifested before her radiating gold. It was a love unsold, a love which would not fold. Old love, the love of shared wombs and wounds. Oshun said, there is no beginning, middle, or end to ever be remembered between us. Only the infinite union and continuation. We do not need to speak on what is known. We have always been three sisters, you, Oya, and me. Can you feel the embrace of old memories? refreshed by the water new tell me sister what is so heavy that it weighs you sister blue cried out i have been hurt sister i want to heal but my patience won't let me my patience wanes i want to give in love but the men will not let me they do not listen to what i say i want to sustain truth but my heart will not let me discern it oshun's eyes grew serious unlearn it this energy of pity Unlearn envy, doubt. Do not live to be offended. Do not be traumatically long-winded, sister. Do not over-explain. 
Do not waste time complaining to the lame. Change what has festered the same. I know your ways, for they are mine. I know the pain of portals opened by touch. What the water swells, when the water swells. You want them to tell you that it's not for nothing. You want them to reassure you of your power. Intuition vindicated by perfect proof. You want them to own the desire, but sister, you cannot control that. You cannot make anyone see. You cannot force anyone to be. And this journey is meant to help you see that you can be a great many things. Experience love in many forms beyond the limitations of your strong-held infatuations. Grow, know, show. Our creator has much in store. But you must believe you are worth more than what you received. That there is far more to learn than what you see. I do not ask you to be immune to fear. I only ask that you let me hold you near. For I am here, ready for you as they are not. Let that inability to deliver rot in the swamp. It's not your burden and neither is it theirs. Sister, you must learn to filter the caring. Let the river cleanse you. To understand the true meaning of love, your perception is weighted with the soot of pollution. You are unbalanced in that place because the pace does not match the quicksilver of your evolving spirit. You are my sister, my own. You must know true love, love which manifests more than burden hugs and empty statements. Never again shall you succumb to the energy of empty proclamation. Love is communication, love is sure attraction, love is action and reaction. Reciprocation, stimulation, love is consistent, love is truthful, love is old and it is youthful. It is useful, it is growing, knowing, showing, love's brilliance is what you've missed. But you must understand no one else is responsible. The love which I've taught you to recognize is not found in external eyes. The love I've shown you, you've forgotten, but are coming to remember once more. You understand, the again, the love of your own shores, the love of your own being. You do not need to prove yourself. You do not need to be anyone's anything. You love yourself, you keep your temple, and you mind its entrance. You fill your voids with your own waters. You are the strongest of water's daughters. Don't you see that yet? Don't you understand whatever needs are to be met must be met by yourself? For you are the source of wealth and health. You've been seeking to give what should be sought from you. You've offered too much. Your spirit is abused by your own overuse. Accountability is necessary. Whatever you have manifested is a result of your own estuary's contamination. Do not let hard-headed pride and arrogance block the stimulation of your sediments. Do not damn the river or you will fail to deliver the true love from your core to yourself and anyone else. Do not waste time asking questions. In the need to ask lies the answer. Do not be destabilized by kindness. You are not used to it, but you must grow accustomed to its embrace. You are deserving of pure affection and protection. You must not hurt yourself and kind mend in your pain. Part of water's responsibility is the keeping of secrets. Psychic energy courses through our veins. We know more than anyone the complexities of masculinity. And when we are stimulated by the proximity of their solid frames, stimulated by body language and the truth of eyes, lies can render us lame, tame, suddenly thrust into a game of poking and prodding trying to figure out where the danger is or isn't, where love is or isn't, insistent on a mission. We do not understand that where one good new thing manifests lies the passage to manifestation of more. 
but faith must be kept to open the door. No more should you fear the loss of anything more than you embrace the changes which usher in everything. Water must keep moving always. If one is thirsty, they will drink. If they know how to swim, then they will accompany your course, defend your purity. Do not beg to teach them nor flaunt your current for sale. Do not pity the drowning of those warned. Do not grow bitter at the rejection of your offerings. Water's daughter, you know better. Destabilization is a hint to your own clouded eyes. You are angry at inadequate upkeep of your temple, but the truth persists. Why did you let him into your sacred spring so easily by way of meager currency? He is a good man, but not for you. You are your own guardian. You must discern and officiate, mediate the sharing, lest you overpour and risk poison you cannot dilute. No need to grow cold and fragile. Be more agile in your love of self. Secure your armor. Eviscerate defense. There is no need to be hurt by the mundane. You are in God's hands. Never to be abandoned. No need to pry from one what will be gifted enthusiastically and surely by many. But there lies the symptom, which must be remedied. You've grown lonely in your memory loss, sister. You believe yourself subject to the low standards of this physical world. You believe that you are unworthy of your dreams of better. You assume you cannot attain more. I assure you, the world is full of others like you. Healing and cleansing, seeing, believing and achieving. And even if the external... I'm sorry. And even if the external love never finds you, the bounty you walk into fills voids. You will find, through the karmic loop of kindness and spiritually minded intentions, union of your feminine to a worthy masculine will manifest within your own breast, ending your quest. You will no longer seek or be rendered weak with longing, too busy doing healing work, basking in belonging and purpose. So, Sister Blue, you understand now, I am not here to hurt you. And even if I was, I could not hurt you more than hurt could be delivered onto you by you. Let go of the branch. Sister Blue was awakened from her trance induced by Oshun's speech, and she realized she was still clutching her stabilizer in the current. She felt herself changed by Oshun's words, and memories of power flooded her mind. She recalled the deep blue force of her vast past, exhaled for the reach of her infinite future, her blood no longer heavy but light and ever clear, flowing cool in her veins. She breathed with a knowing in her spirit of her own capacity to care for herself, to forgive those who'd touched her and opened the portals she'd struggled to close. She cured herself of the wrath she'd responsibly but bitterly subdued, and she let go of the branch, letting the river carry her, Secure enough now to not thrash in panic, she turned in the water to rest on her back, no longer concerned with the river's depths. Stimulated only by its touch and sounds, she closed her eyes and enjoyed the ride, secure in the protective embrace of her golden sister. She decided if she was to be touched, then it should be in this way. If she was to keep a temple, entry would be earned with reciprocation without exceptions. She would, long, she would linger for no one. She wished for the rains to send a quiet thanks to all the kind men who'd initiated her changes, praying that one day she'd be well enough to receive love in all forms, strong enough to process the stimulation of kindness, 
when it no longer induced shock which turned to blindness, she saw herself for the worth of silver, shells, pearls, and the bounty of the ocean. She metamorphosed with fluid motion from man-seeking into heavenly devotion, chosen, open, riding the current, no longer fearing the clearing of karma, freedom manifested by any means. She turned down no blessing, held to no debts. She would not fear herself. She would not subdue the powers illuminated to her by her sister's channeling of memories. Remedied in her spirit was the toxic poison which had seeped through the wombs of mothers to daughters across generations which kept them bound in stagnance. Tainter of water, she was carried toward her purpose to practice sustained by grace and patience, elevated. She opened her eyes only when the current slowed, breathed in the smell of different water, cool with salt. She turned herself in the embrace of what was no longer river, but sea. She did not gasp at the sight of a shore, recognized from long before. She was not surprised by anything anymore. Her memories returned. She was sure, more sure of the blue of her own water than anything else. She swam to the sand of a glittering beach, where her sisters waited arms outstretched. They embraced her, and she embraced them in return. They led her down the shoreline to a temple and told her, This is for you to keep, for you to remain to change constantly and remain the same. They gifted her with silver jewelry, pearls, and fabrics of indigo, jade, sea green, cerulean, and periwinkle. They washed her hair with salt water and adorned it with shells, and it was Oya who asked, Do you remember your name? Sister Blue looked out at the blue tide, shifting beneath blue sky. Clean and light tears falling like crystals from her eyes. She smiled wide and spoke with a voice soft as the sand she kneaded her toes into. Lemanja, Yamoja, Yamaya. Upon the speaking of her name, Yamaya walked into her temple, lit her incense and dusted off her shells. She wrote a letter to Jah Most High, thanking him for true love, which had lifted out of dread beyond the place where memories had been stolen, beyond the, beyond the dependency upon the external, the beyond depression, anxiety, and hopelessness. She thanked God for her power and the purpose tasked to her to heal with water's fluidity. She said, I am able to truly love you now because I am able to love myself for what I am, not what I had aspired to, the being of someone else. She rested at peace in the quiet, no need to speak as much as before, able to maintain the calmness of the waters at her shore. She knew she could protect herself without much effort, and that other people's intentions were not of consequence to her destiny. There was only herself, her wealth, the Lord, and the steady flow of the rivers of the three sisters. And that's the piece. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, this is just a little something to carry y'all until I, um, come up with my next thing, which will be soon. I'm currently finishing up papers for school to, um, finish this little degree. So once that's done, then I'll come out with a podcast episode, basically giving y'all the rundown of what's to come. So thanks for tuning in and have a good night.